presence of the Lord is so real here at Valley. All of you that are joining us, we recognize some of you, people from all over the world. Thank you for being with us. But enjoy the presence of God wherever you are. I'm going to ask that you would be seated. We're going to have a day of breakthrough. We're going to pray for you in a while. But I I really sense the Holy Spirit wanting to dive into something that is very specific in where we are to be as a church, as believers. Turn your Bibles to Psalm 103. Again, we're going to continue in talking about God-given benefits. We're going to continue in the part that we're talking about healing and health. And in Psalm 103, beginning with verse 1, it says, Bless the Lord, O my soul. We learned last week that David was speaking to himself, and he was really trying to remind himself of what he really believed. Maybe the time where he first met God, and that excitement and that joy and that release and that breakthrough that takes place. Or maybe it was a time when he was in a a real tough time and that God met him and delivered him and saved him from a tragedy or from where the enemy was coming in and trying to destroy the plan of God in his life. Or maybe at the time of the writing that his emotions were overwhelming him. His thoughts were not where he knew his thoughts should be regarding Scripture, regarding the Word of God. And as we say all these things, uh, church family, haven't we been there? Haven't we been in places where it's like we're in a, a hole and it's all sand around you and every time you try to dig out the The sand gives way and it just keeps pouring out on you. See, I believe that David, when he was writing this, he wasn't writing this as a king. He wasn't writing this as a a man that, you know, had it all together. That he had his, his emotions in line. That everything was right. You know, in other words, that, that he was that man of God and, and, and whatever takes place, he just, you know, his emotions are are in line, and I don't think David was that type of guy because I don't think there's anybody that way except the Lord Jesus Christ. And that's our goal as as believers. That's our goal is to really understand that in this world you will have tribulation, but be of good cheer that Christ has overcome that. It, it It is more than just that he went to the cross but it's the result of the cross. There's something there that we don't recognize and we forget what I believe the Lord really wants us to understand even in the midst of something that's going on in your life right now that you don't understand. Even if there's things in your life that you, you face and 
and it's overwhelming you, and, and you come to church, or you're watching online, or you're listening to a podcast, and, and, and when I say some of the things I'm going to say, you're saying, yeah, really? Really? Because you're at that place in your life that you're, it's not that you're questioning God per se, but it's just that you need to remind yourself, like David is saying to himself, and say, you know, that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. That Jesus Christ, what he did, what he promised, the covenant with God is real. It's yea and amen. And at times there's weakness in your life and in mine, but with him it becomes strong. So the, the lie of the enemy is that if you're a real believer, then nothing faces you. Well, let me just tell you, I fail in that in many times in my own life. So your pastor, I guess you could say he's weak. (laughs) Because I face things and I think things at times that I know it's not in line with the Word of God, but I understand that there's things that are going on in my life. Things that I'm thinking about, the desires, the passion I have for God. And the things that I do, and it did, and when I look out, it doesn't seem like it's in line with what I proclaimed and what I said in, from my own heart, that scripture. Even though that scripture that I said is true, it's yea and amen, and it's God's plan. And there's no doubt in that. But there's times in your life and in my life, we have to be like David. And so what I'm really trying to do today in part two of this message on supernatural health is is to really get you to just take a deep breath, just to understand that there are times that we have to just stand on our two feet and just speak to ourselves and say, you know what, this is not going to get me. And I'm going to realign myself. I'm going to adjust myself. I'm going to uh, maybe bring correction in my own life. And not waiting for, you know, an experience or a miracle of God to bring correction in your thinking. But to bring correction in your thinking before you actually see the result of the faith that you have. And we're we're going to even talk about that and kind of give you some really good uh, revelation of that. So it says here again, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who forgives all your iniquities and who heals all your diseases. Our battle is believing God heals us as well as he forgives us. Our battle is, is that we, we know that God has, because he went to the cross, shed his blood for us that we are forgiven of our sins and we're going to heaven. But we found out last week that in many instances, forgiveness and healing are in the same verse. That Jesus Christ shed his blood, but he took stripes on his back on the cross. 
So forgiveness and healing are, are basically in the same category and that it is of grace and you receive it by faith. So we must check our belief system. I do it a lot. I say, Gary, what are you really believing? Are you really believing it because you're a pastor or you believe it because it's deep in your heart and you understand the God that you serve and what he's already done? What he has promised you and the benefits he said, if you receive me, I will give you this. It's of grace. It's a gift. Last week, we began to ask and then answer difficult theological questions about difficult theological issues. Sounds real spiritual there, didn't it? But just bottom line, there are some theological questions that we have that sometimes we struggle with the answer that we do have, even if it's in Scripture because of what we're experiencing. We must believe our salvation is about believing in Christ, a God who gives by his own choice benefits. By his own choice, he gives us benefits. The first that David speaks of is a supernatural forgiveness. We covered that in the first message of this series, But today, I want to show you a God-given, supernatural, divine healing or health. That it is in the same category. So last week, we gave you the first question. We have three uh, questions in this part of our, our series and this message. And we asked you why. Then I said, you fill in the blank. Let me remind you from last week, why am I not healed now? Because you're going through something, a sickness or a disease. Why is my friend or my family not healed? We got a little difficult with some of the questions. Why did my friend die? Why did my parent die? And the most difficult is, why did my child die? We discuss theologically that Scripture tells us Jesus on on the cross bore our sins and bore our sicknesses. He carried that. He took it upon himself. He bore the penalty of sin, the power of sin, and the presence of sin. Past, present, future. In Exodus 15, if you look at the scripture on the screen, it says, if you diligently heed the voice of the Lord your God and do what is right in his sight, give ear to his commandments and keep all his statutes, I will put none of the diseases on you which I have brought on the Egyptians, for I am the Lord that heals you. And a lot of times we'll look at the scripture And we'll say, if you do the right thing, so in other words, if you're perfect, if you have perfect faith, if you're walking in this this spiritual climate of your life, you know, then no diseases, no sickness will come on your life. That is not what it's saying. 
it is telling you is that if you align yourself with what I have done for you by grace through faith, all right, and, and, and you get to this place that God will never punish you for your sins because he punished Jesus for your sins. That's what he's telling us. Is that when you're thinking that you're this perfect, godly prayer, you, you've prayed the perfect prayer, you've got scripture, you've, you've memorized all the scripture, and let me tell you, all of this is good. All of this is right. That's what scripture's telling us is that we grow, we get in the word of God, we proclaim the things that we proclaim. But he's, at the end, he said, but I, and when he said, but I, he's saying, it's me that did it for you. You didn't do it for yourself, you believed it by doing it right. See, it's, it's a difference when I'm doing it right and so then maybe healing will take place. It is this, I already healed you, and I'm asking you to believe it. And if you believe it, then you will say and think and do the things right. Because I'm the Lord that heals you. Amen. Remember the scripture where where, uh, Jesus goes and he says, Half the times of the miracles that he did, he said, your faith has made you whole. Your faith has made you whole. He's not saying, you're the God that healed you. I'm the God that healed you, but you believe me. Amen. So I'm, again, remember, your pastor is very simple. I'm really trying to simplify this faith life that we live. It's really that God planned before the foundation of the world for this to take place. And he did it because he does what he says. Then he's just saying, will you just believe me? And that's what David was doing. David was saying, get it right. It didn't change the fact that God was a healer because he already was, or the deliverer, he already was, is, and is to come. Are you following this? Are you following the, the reality of how deception comes in, and it gets to the point where we give up on our health because we think we're not good enough or we don't have enough faith? I am like, knocking on some people's heads because they're, they're so extreme in, well, then you don't have enough faith. Okay, let's go on. I'll, I'll cover that. God will never punish you for your sins because he punished Jesus for your sins. The debt was paid. Remember that? Jesus bore your sickness But you got to understand, there is evil in this world, there is sin in this world, and there is sickness in this world. And at times, because we disallow the power of God to move in our life, 
not based on that we're the healer or we're the forgiver of that sin, but because we struggle with our own identity. We struggle with who we are. We struggle with when disease attacks our body. We struggle with that and say, what's, what's wrong with me? Or, or God, what are you doing? God says, I already did. Jesus took stripes on his back for your healing. And, but then we go back and we say, but so-and-so died, and I prayed for this, and I prayed for that, and it didn't happen. Does that change the fact that Jesus Christ is our Savior and our healer? No. So what it is, is aligning our thinking, our emotions, in line with God's Word, in faith, believing for this to take place in our life. So we covered last week the first question, the why. Let's go to the second one. How does this take place? In other words, how do I receive healing? Simply by asking this question. How did you receive forgiveness of sins? How did you receive it? You knew it was of grace and through faith. What is faith? Believing. Believing exactly what God did and aligning your thinking, your vocabulary, what you say. Remember, it's about the heart. Next year, I'm going to do a series about the heart. And, and the reality of, of what it means of having the heart of God and what that produces in our life, but it's in the heart. Remember, forgiveness of sins and healing are in the same verse in several passages. So the answer is you receive forgiveness by grace through faith. By grace through faith. Health is a gift, and it's a benefit that is grace, you receive it through faith. Ephesians 2, 8 and 9, for by grace you have been saved through faith, and that not of yourself, it is the gift of God, not of works, lest any one should boast. And that's the same thing with healing. According to James, we know that is faith that works. What is a faith that works? What is the faith that works? In other words, you, you're in there and, and you pray an hour and you, and you get loud or you worship and you get louder or you get softer. And, you know, and all that is good because you're being led of the Holy Spirit in your worship and the things you do. But see, there can be a deception there that, that you did something and you finally pushed God's button. And God did it because you pushed the button because you did it right. That's not what Scripture tells us. See, this faith is an alignment with what God says and a belief and a thinking and a walking with that. And when your emotions overwhelm you, which it will, God gave you emotions to draw you to 
him, not away from him. See, the reason why you have emotions about things in your life of loss, of death, of sickness, all the different things is because God knew who we were and David was speaking to his emotions, as we should too, to draw him back to the Lord. Draw him back to what God did and what God said. I hope some of you are beginning uh, to understand literally the literal language of Yahweh. We add letters to it, but the beginning of Yahweh is... It's a breath taken in, and it's like an awe of God, Yahweh. But it's this. It's powerful. And I'm asking for you to begin to release and have breakthrough and to do this with a situation you are in right now. And begin to speak, to say, to think, and to believe Yahweh, what it really is. So according to James, we know that faith is that works. That's the faith, is that you are lining yourself up to what God said as truth. And you believe it no matter what has taken place around you. It's a faith that's active. So when it's a faith that's active, what it means is that <clears throat> because you have great faith, and many of you do, many of you watching, you have great faith. You believe God. You believe the Word. You're journaling. You're doing all these things. Uh, some of you men, you're with Pastor Dan on, on Zoom, and, and you know the prayer that we have on Sunday morning, all the different things that we do, and, and powerful, and you're growing and, and maturing in the things of God but I want to tell you, you still have emotions that need to be aligned and align yourself to what God said. That's why in this church, we have 125, I believe it is, uh, scriptures on healing that you can get from the office and you can memorize those and quote those over your life and to realign. See, the faith that's active is not that you say it Okay, if I say it 105 times, then God's going to hear me. You might have to say it 105 times before you hear it. Amen? And, and so because it, it, it doesn't change God, he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Okay, let, let, let's move on now. We get saved by grace. Understand me now what Scripture tells us. You are not saved by faith. You are, watch, you are saved by grace through faith. So your faith doesn't save you. Grace saves you. But you believed it. You had faith in what God graced you with, salvation. <laughs> you know, some of, some of us, I, I know, I, I know because I've heard it, but I know because that's just how 
all of us are as humans, is we get to the place and we look at what's going on in our life. What did I do wrong? What did I do right? You know, blah, 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 blah. And we're trying to figure it out. And bottom line, let me just tell you, I'll I'll speak of myself, myself, my faith, my belief, everything that I do, everything that I accomplish in my life is nowhere near how great my God is. And so in my life, when I'm living in my life, I recognize that everything, all the benefits I receive is grace. It's a gift of God. And I must faith, believe it, and then begin to align it in a journey of life, my life in line with what God said or did. Let's let's go on. If you think you're saved by faith, that is actually arrogance. Arrogance that you have enough faith to get you to heaven. The Bible says God gave us a measure of faith to believe to get to heaven. In other words, the faith you got, is that correct English? Oh, well. The faith you got from God is what gave you, it was a faith that you used to believe to have salvation. So here's the truth. You barely have enough faith to trust Jesus as your Savior. And because you trusted him as your Savior, his grace gets you to heaven. It's the grace of God that I get to go to heaven. Yes, it's received through faith, belief. His grace through faith that is active, but it is grace. So my faith, the activity of my faith, a lot of times is what David did. David continually, not just other passages, we could read it, but not time, but other passages that David would write, and he would speak to himself again. Because he had to continue to remind him of the grace of God, of what God did, the gifts of God, the benefits of God. And I'm just really encouraging you this morning. And then we're going to pray. But I'm encouraging you this morning that you would encourage yourself and speak to yourself on a daily basis, to align yourself up to what the Word of God says and, and to get in the Word. And, well, pastor, where do I go? Okay, well, we have stuff. You can go to the foyer and they'll give you scriptures on all the different content. And then you can look at it, read it. And you know what? It just takes one scripture for you to have enough faith to believe what God already did, and to transform your life in every area of your life. Now, there are two extremes. I need to talk about this uh, that comes to salvation. And and we need to, uh, in this extreme, is that you have to work to get to heaven. Do good. Or my English 
is do-gooder every day of your life. There's the other extreme that you have to believe and keep on believing, and if you ever doubt, you might, you know, be lost. Or if you doubt, you didn't get, set, you didn't get healed. How many of you have received miracles in your life, and during the process of receiving that miracle, you doubted? You are saved by grace through faith that works. So with all that again, how do you get healed? Well, again, how did you get forgiven? By grace through faith. So how do you get healed? By grace through faith. But there are two extremes that exist with that. And so let's talk about that. One extreme is the reason why you don't get healed is because healing has passed away. We touched on this already. God doesn't heal anymore. For some reason, God healed for thousands of years, and it's written about in Scripture. The book of Acts just saw him move, but after that, that's it. Then all of a sudden, God just decided he didn't care anymore and he just stopped. That's so crazy. But you know that's taught. How is it taught? It's not taught that God doesn't heal. It's taught, well, maybe God doesn't want to heal you in this situation. Where do you see that in Scripture? See, The extreme belief is a works mentality. It's all about me. It's all about what I'm doing, how I am, how mature I am, all the different things. And let me say it again. Maturity, discipleship, knowing the word, proclaiming the word, growing your faith, all that is a lifelong journey. But when we make that God, that we're God, when we get to a certain point, then God will heal. And I just think that just slaps 90% of Christians today. I just think it slaps you, and it tells you you're worthless, you're no good, you're not good enough, you're not like so-and-so, you can't quote Scripture like Pastor Dan, you can't worship like Pastor Ryan, you can't do this, you can't do that. And before you know it, you're sitting there just saying, woe is me, this, I guess, is a lot of my life. And I'm going to live this in my life. Health is a gift from God. If salvation is the grace of God, I should steward that grace well. And, you know, Paul actually says that. How do you steward grace well? It's through faith that works, aligning yourself to the grace. Paul says, don't go back into sin because you're, you're then receiving the grace of God in vain. Watch this. 2 Corinthians 5, verse 21. <clears throat> for he made him who knew no sin to be sin for us, that we might become the righteousness of God in him. How do you do that? Believe him through faith, all right? By grace through faith. 
We then, as workers together with him, also plead with you not to receive the grace of God in vain. For he says, in an acceptable time, I have heard you, and the day of salvation, I have helped you. Behold, now is the accepted time. Behold, now is the day of salvation. So, being the day of salvation is that Paul is saying that we should steward our bodies. But let me say this to you also. Is I'm part of that clan that uh, likes to work out, likes to run, likes to stay in the best shape I can. And the reason why is not to have a beach body, but to be able to do what I do for ministry. And when God asks me to do something, I can do it, and I have the strength to do it. That's why I do it. That's my focus. But it's not by works that I'm healthy. It's by grace through faith. And there are people that eat well. There are people that work out. There are people that do all kinds of things. And they die of a disease. But here's the other extreme. Faith saying, if you have enough faith, you will be healed. You know, as your pastor, if someone comes up to you the second time, or the 20th time, will you pray for me regarding this? Don't kill him by saying, oh, you need to have faith. You need to have more faith. Every day of my life, I need to have more faith, belief in what God did. But let's not kill people because of what they're experiencing. Let's not destroy people's faith, even in church, by destroying them and condemning them because what? They're not healed. And every one of us know people that are not healed, and it might even be ourselves. Therefore, there is no condemnation to them that love the Lord. If you love the Lord... Grace through faith that works and begin to align yourself up even though it's been years, even though it's been a week, even though it's been worse, it's getting worse. Whatever it is, you align yourself with the Word of God and when you get over emotional, get closer to God. Draw yourself to the Lord. Draw yourself to what He says. So if you pray for someone to be healed, Don't put guilt on people. They're already suffering. They're already having doubt in their own heart. What's going on? Why am I facing this? God, I'm doing this for you, and how come you're not listening? And the Lord is saying, no, you listen. I already did it. We live in an evil world. You're not healed because you have enough faith or because you do everything right. None of us do everything right, and none of us have a perfect faith. But that's what people believe. Wonderful, godly, loving people 
believe this. But you can be healed by grace through faith, believing the word and receiving what God said. See, what I've learned through the years and still learning is that when I face different things and things happen in my own body or in people that I know, their bodies, and I do funerals, I do all kinds of things, I go to hospitals, I, you know, um, years ago would minister to people with AIDS and give them their baths and, you know, believe God and everyone else be like, oh, I'm going to, you know, and I would do all this stuff Growing and understanding God's word is still true. I need to align myself up. And I'm going to show you a scripture that's kind of an amazing scripture in a moment. So hold on there with that thought. We have to get to a place that it's by grace through faith and have that working faith. That working faith is that we continue to align our thinking correctly with what the Word of God says. Jesus said to this crippled man, your sins are forgiven. And you know what the Pharisees said? Who does this man think he is to forgive sin? Then you know what Jesus asked? Luke 5.23, he says, which is easier to say, your sins are forgiven you, or to say, rise up and walk? We've been asking God questions in our life, through our lives, why? And we've asked God, how does this change? But God wants to ask us a question today, and Jesus said this, which is easier? You believe you're going to heaven. Which is easier? Going to heaven through faith, by grace through faith, or being healed by grace through faith? And that question alone, we have different answers to. It's not as easy for my health, we say. But which is easier? And I know in, in the storyline, and I've taught on this, the storyline is, is because the Pharisees would go around and talk about, you know, forgiveness, forgiveness. But Jesus went around, and there was proof of this benefit because everywhere he went, people got healed. And he was saying to the Pharisees, <laughs> ain't nobody getting healed around you, Right? Uh, we can talk about that, but we got to get back to the basics of what God and His Word is trying to tell us, which is easier for God, forgiveness of sin or healing? The answer is obviously neither are easier for God. They're both easy for God. So I'm trying to encourage you, if you're going through something, the same way you receive forgiveness is the same way you receive healing. You are not any different than anybody else. It's by grace through faith. It's a gift of God. It's a benefit of God. 
All right, let's keep going. See, at times when my body was attacked, I dove into this truth. I am healed by grace through faith and receive supernatural health. I received health the same way I received forgiveness. A Sabbath lifestyle. Resting in his grace through a faith receiving the gift. As I did with forgiveness, I do with my healing. And I'm no better than anybody else in this room. And let me say this with all grace and love and care. You know me. And, okay, I'll look at the screen so I'm not talking. You're no better than anybody else either. Amen? Let me just tell you, in God's eyes, you're amazing. He sees you through the blood of Jesus Christ. He sees you whole. He sees you saved. So he sees you overwhelmingly whole. And he's asking you, realign that faith that works. Realign your thinking, your actions, what you say with the truth of the Word of God, not what you're feeling or not what the disease is doing. Psalm 103 is a benefit. So again, the same way I'm forgiven, the same way I'm healed. It doesn't have anything... uh, to do with being in shape or being a healthy person. Even though that's good. Can I get an amen on that? All right, all right. So no McDonald's today. Tomorrow, moderation, moderation. So health is a gift from God and a benefit of grace. And we should, in our life, be praying for health, not just healing. Isn't it amazing how we'll pray for healing, but we're not praying for health? When you pray for health, you're proclaiming Scripture, and you're speaking, as David did, as we should, speaking to your soul with that word, that you are healthy because of the grace of God. All right, let's go to the third point, and then we're going to pray. Here's a third question. What if you fill in the blank? People ask, what if I'm not healed? What if my friend isn't healed? What if my child is not healed? Let me give you a very simple answer. We trust God anyways. Now, I didn't say then dive more deeper into the word and proclaim. I didn't say that. Because I don't want you ending up with works mentality. What I'm trying to tell you is, what if healing doesn't manifest at that moment? We trust God anyways. You know why? Because you and I are called believers. There's there's a, a reasoning for the word believer is that you are believing in the Lord Jesus Christ and what he has done. Watch this, Philippians 1.20. According to my earnest expectation and hope, that in nothing I shall be ashamed. Any of you don't do things that God's called you to do because you're ashamed, 
because you are experiencing sickness in your body or you're experiencing situations in your home. So, so you don't go and do the things that God's asked you to do because you don't feel worthy enough. How many people live their whole life in condemnation because there's a disease in their body? And I'm saying have breakthrough. Get rid of that non-truth, that deception that will drive you into a pit of hell because you will not accomplish the fullness of what God called you to do because of your thoughts towards yourself. Be as David and speak to your soul who you are in Christ, born again, a child of God, and you walk in victory in spite of what you're experiencing at that moment. According to my earnest expectation and hope that in nothing I shall be ashamed, but with all boldness, as always, so now also Christ will be magnified in my body, whether by life or by death. What? I'm a faith guy. Don't you say death. What did Scripture just tell us? Whatever experience you've experienced, whatever you've seen, whatever's going on in your life, is that you have faith in what God had promised in spite of anything that you experience. You rise up. You have a breakthrough. Because I want to tell you, I have watched so many people who are called in full-time, when I'm meaning full-time, licensed minister to pastor churches, and they don't because of condemnation, and they're afraid to step out because they don't feel worthy of God's call in their life. Because of what has happened, because of their, the way they were brought up, or what the choices they made at a younger age. How many of us have that testimony? We wish we made different choices years back. And they, they don't accomplish what God's called them to do because they don't feel worthy. And that's deception and a lie from the pit of hell. Because today's the first day of the rest of your life. And you can walk in the power and victory of God and the health of God. You see my passion here, don't you? Christ will be magnified in my body, whether by life or my death. I will magnify the Lord. I will believe what God said in his word, no matter what I'm experiencing. I will not misalign my life. I will align my life to the word of God, and I will continue, whether disease, sickness, I will continue to say I am healed and I'm going to walk in health. You say, well, that's extreme faith. No, it isn't. That's working faith. I'm telling myself to align myself so it doesn't destroy me. Because that's the very reason why the enemy brought sickness in this world. Because of sin, he brought sickness in this world to disalign you from truth. And so that life, watch this, 
And even Scripture says that things will go from generation to generation because we don't understand the truth. Let me tell you, my grandmother knew the truth, and my grandmother cut at the root disease that ran through the history of my family years before. Many people died of these diseases, and there's not one person in my family after my grandmother prayed and did that that has ever had that disease again. It's been eradicated out of my family. Amen. Now, when she died, she was four foot 11. It was a song, and she went to heaven. But she was four foot 11. She was very passive, but she knew the Word of God. Struggle in her life. Her husband had an affair on her. Her first husband died of a heart attack after a year of being married. There in the grocery store, boom, he fell down dead. A few years later, she gets remarried and has, has my mom and my mom's sister. They're twins. But on the other side of the family, my dad, um, the disease was there. My dad died of it. Two of his siblings died of it. His uncles and aunts of his died of it. But my grandmother said, no, 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 that's not going to happen in this family. And she, every single day, realigned herself to that and said, that's not going to happen. And here we are today. Amen. No matter what, we are going to trust God by God's grace. There's been situations in your life, situations in mine, and we ask God. We, re, we have actually received miracles, all of us. The question that we have is, sometimes we're living in hurt and disarray because of what we've experienced. Can I ask you to realign yourself? To have a breakthrough in the realities of what God said and begin to think and believe. And when you begin to weep because of what you're feeling, realign yourself in the midst of your weeping and begin to proclaim that God gave me this by grace. It's not something you have to work for and figure out where the button is to push. But you dive in the Word of God. You pray. You grow. You mature. You're discipled. You do all those things the Scripture tells us. And you walk in faith. You and I must walk in great faith in what God said. Trust God. I'm going to ask all of us to stand. Elders, shepherd elders, elders, if you could make your way to different places in the sanctuary and just face the congregation.
Someone said, a parent is only as happy as their saddest child. I'll say that again. A parent is only as happy as their saddest child. Some of you have children that don't walk with God. You need a breakthrough in that area. Let's allow that to happen today. Not only in the spirit realm, but in your own thinking. See your children whole in Jesus' name. Some of you have come to believe God is not willing to heal you. You've literally come to that place that God's not willing. I'm praying for a breakthrough, transformation in the realities of truth that is there. There are a lot of voices in this world, but who are you listening to? Jesus Ask Adam in the garden, who told you this? And Adam blamed God. Eve told him this. And that's what we do. We try to figure out physically, emotionally, what's the answer? And we run around and we try to figure it out. I'm just telling the answer is, is that in the same scripture, God forgives you and he heals you. They're one of the same. How do you receive it? By grace through faith. So I'm going to ask now that uh, in any avenue of your life, if you want to be anointed with oil or laid hands on and be prayed for, uh, there are, there are uh, gentlemen here in the aisle here Uh, Jim, you're back there. Pastor Dan's here. We have people up front. Uh, We have Mila and Dr. Rolando over here. And if you would like prayer, I'm going to ask you to make your way to someone. Go ahead and find someone. Just go ahead and get out of your aisle and and, uh, move to someone. And if you could do that real quickly. If there's someone you want to be prayed for, You want to pray for your children. You want to pray for a neighbor that is homesick. If you want to pray for your own home, whatever it may be. And I'm going to ask the elders uh, not to pray long, because remember, it's not our works. It's the proclamation of the word. So there are a lot of people that want prayer. Other people will come at the conclusion. And they're going to start playing And we're going to pray. I'm just going to stand here. And um, we're going to allow ourselves to worship and believe God for our brothers and sisters. God bless you as you pray. Go ahead. God bless you.